Hello, welcome back to the FND and Me podcast. This podcast is to raise awareness around functional neurological disorder. Each podcast, we will talk to a guest with their, about their experiences with FND and how it has affected them or how they involved within this condition. So, without further ado, sit back and enjoy this episode of FND and Me. and gentlemen welcome back to this podcast titled fnd and me uh, it's me matthew um, and i'm just going to give you a quick brief rundown of how things are with myself um, and how things have been hope you're okay um, and i hope wherever you're listening to this podcast from that you're having a great day um, whether it's morning, evening, night time, just before you go into bed. Um, if I'm the last voice you're going to hear today, see if this is for bed. Um, make sure a good sleep. Hope you're okay. Like I say, um, it's just a quick update to how things are really um, and how life has sort of been and, and what's happening. Um, I, I, I do know from, from the last podcast, um, know i talked to you everybody about some quite personal stuff that i've got going on at the moment around my mental health and and how that's been and things like that and uh, we are going to touch on that at, at some point um during this podcast and i'll give you a slight update um and how things are with that um but as, as the title is called it's, it's, it's fd and me and and it's all about my experiences with functional neurological disorder and and the impacts that has on my own life um, and i always sort of give you an update of, of what's been happening with me and, and and what i've been doing so if, i mean if you follow me on 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 social media you'd have seen um back in early september so a few months ago now um i attended an outpatient um program um down at st george's hospital uh, in london uh, uk and um, that was some intensive physiotherapy. Uh, so it's a physiotherapy program that uh, I partake in. So it was, uh, excuse me one minute. <coughs> Got a bit of a cough there. I do apologize. Um, so it's a physiotherapy outpatient appointment. So I attended London um, over a course of five days. Um, and I stayed down there uh, over these five days. Um, and I wasn't in a hospital bed. Um, I was classed as uh, an inpatient, but I wasn't in a hospital bed. Um, they put me up in a in the hotel's hospital. It's quite nice, nice and clean. It wasn't too, you know, it's just somewhere to get your head down. And uh, I partook in this physiotherapy program um, with uh, one of their main physiotherapists called Cameron. Um, and, and it was really good. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. Thought it was uh, good fun. So um, some days were easier than others. Some days were harder. Um, and this other program, it, it, it wasn't just about the physical aspects of your body. Um, 
we also looked at a, diff- a few other different things as well. Um, a few of them other different things included um, mental health, psycholo- psychology and how you look at, at things and how you perceive things, um, to sleeping patterns, eating patterns, so on and so forth. So they were all the kind of things that, that, that we looked at. And, you know, it sort of really opens up your eyes to how you might perceive things. Um, and it, it was interesting. It was definitely um, an eye-opener for me. Um, you know, I've had to make some serious dietary changes. Um, so my diet's changed quite a bit. Um, and, you know, I've had to have some sleep training, learn how to sleep properly and things like that. Um, so, you know, so all that was, was really good. Um, now I walk with a stick 100% of the time. Sometimes I need a wheelchair, which is okay. Um, it, yes, that does classify me in a inverted commas way disabled, and uh, that's just uh, how I am at the moment, and that's just my life and how I, I deal with it, um, and that's fine by me. But it does come with some challenges and has its impacts. So, so day one uh, when we attended London, we had. Um, conversation on how these physical abilities to start off with affected me and and how I sort of dealt with that better look my walking gait um and and you know my hands and, and things like that and we had a, a discussion of of my limitations and, and, and my limitations at home um then we made a plan for the rest of the week so what we were going to do in terms of the physical side um uh, the mental side and, and the sleep hygiene and things like that. So we made a good plan and we got a little booklet we filled in every day to sort of say how we were getting on, how we were doing. Like I say, some days we were hard and some days we were easy. Uh, easier. Definitely weren't easy. No day was easy. But uh, the program itself, uh, I've got a review coming up next month. Um, with them guys down there at St George's, um, and it, 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 you know, if you can, if you can get your neurologist or your GP to get you referred down there to get on that program, please do because it really helps with a lot of different things. And uh, essentially, it's teaching you how to rewalk again. It's teaching you how to use your hands again. It's teaching you how to be, you know, to them physical aspects that you find challenging to. A whole new level so how you can react to them um and how your body reacts and how it perceives things which is really good and i really enjoyed it um the the eye opener for me was when we did a a pressure test um so we put pressure on certain aspects of my body and sort of seeing how my body reacted to that um and i always knew my left leg was bad um with feeling uh, and with walking um but, but the scary thing was when they put the maximum amount of weight they were allowed to put on my leg, they put it on, and unfortunately it didn't um, didn't react in the way it should do. Um, so there was no feeling there, which is pretty strange. But, you know, that's just how it is, I suppose. Um, it was a bit of an eye-opener for me, really. I'm, you know, pretty sure if I stabbed myself, like, I'd feel that. At least my brain would tell me I felt that. But, you know, we'll see. Not we'll see as in we'll do it, but, you know, interesting is a word we'll use. 
So we did talk a bit about sleep hygiene and the 20-minute rule. Now, if you've not heard of this um, and you do struggle with sleep, I would highly recommend it because it is a really good technique to use. And essentially, that's um, don't go to bed until you're absolutely like, you know, right, I'm on the cusp of it. I'm going to fall asleep, so go to bed. You go get in your bedroom. You lay down in your bed. You try to, you know, you clock the time. Have a look what the time is. Um, you try to go to sleep. If you can't get to sleep, you have a look. And it's 20 minutes later. Get out of your bed. Leave your bedroom, go somewhere else in the house, do something else, read a book for another 20 minutes or or wash it up or whatever you want to do. Then take yourself back to your bedroom and start that process again. And it's called the 20-minute rule, so you're doing it on a 20-minute roll all the time. Now, I would say I, I, I don't go to my bedroom during the day now, um, and I try to make sure that my bedroom is literally there for sleeping. Um, and that, that, that's a really important bit there, that it is only used for sleeping, to try and use that sort of knowledge to the best of your advantage um, and try to do that. So we learned about 20-minute rule. Then we learned about um, eating um, and dietary requirements and, and sort of what your diet's like. And, you know, essentially they explained to me that if, if, if you... If you eat better and eat healthier things, you know, you five five fruit veg a day, you know, you don't eat junk food all the time, etc., etc., then your mind, uh, feeding your body with them good nutrients and, and, and good things will make you feel better because your body will start producing the right kind of sugars, um, the right kind of carbohydrates, things like that that you need, which in turn is going to give you them endorphins in your body will start releasing a bit better and make you feel a bit better so maybe that's something you need to have a look at maybe you know your dietary your dietary your diet and how you eat is something you might need to look at so maybe have a look at that so taking all these points into to account so your sleep pattern your diet needs and um the, the physical aspects you know, I've seen some really good results from that, um, and I can't wait to feed that back. And hopefully, you know, if you guys can get yourself on that, you know, it'd be really good. In terms of living with the FND on a daily basis, it does have its struggles, um, whether that's you know physically or mentally. Um, I struggle on a daily basis physically, um, but that's that's okay. You know, I deal with that in the, in the best way I can. Uh, I have learned to live with with that. What, what my struggle at the moment is is my mental health and I think my FND has played a part in that because I've got young children as most of you are aware um, 8, 4 and, and 10 months old and I, I can't do half the things I see other parents doing with their kids um, because of my, my disability and that is hard mentally that is hard but we'll go into you know that just shortly after the break Um. But I've got to say kudos to my wife. Um, she does a lot for me, more than what she actually thinks she does for me, I would assume. Um, she really does sort of push push me to the next limits, which is great. You know, um, I have daily exercises I, I, I have to do and, and she always checking, make sure I've done them and, and I'm eating properly and things like that, which is great. So, yeah, um, you know, there's always light at the end of the tunnel things can get better and try and work on that the best way you can um so remember guys you know just because you have fnd or need either the one or the other and they're not epileptic attacks 
you know, your life isn't over. It might seem a bit deliberating at the times, but it is. But don't don't get disheartened. Push yourself, and you know you, you'll be able to do the next thing. So uh, we'll take a short break now, uh, and after the break, we'll come back. Uh, I'll have a quick conversation um, with you for an update about mental health. So uh, please stay tuned. I really appreciate it. Um, uh, guys, I'll see you in a few moments. Welcome back to the F&D and Me podcast. I hope you're okay um, and I hope you had a quick short break. Managed to grab yourself a brew um, and, and, and maybe a little biscuit just to pop in your brew there. Uh, thanks for staying with me. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, in, in this section of, of the podcast, um, we're going to give you an update about my mental health and, and how that's been and, and the steps that we're proactively taking um, to get there. Um, now, last time we spoke about mental health, so the last episode was all about mental health and, and how that's been affecting me. Um, and, and, and I always give you some updates on what's been happening with that and, and, and how things are and where we've got to go to move forward from this. Um, so, first things first, uh, I'm here, so that that's the important thing. Um, you know, and, and I haven't given up on life just yet. And I am here, and I am trying, and that, that's really important for me, um, and, and everybody else around me. I've got the help of the crisis team involved, or the home treatment team, as they're now called, um, and you know, worked out a few niggles, and hopefully, you know, we're on the right path. So, we started to change medication at the beginning of this week. So we changed antidepressants at the beginning of this week. So we've come off the circling, and we've started on medication called venaflaxine it's another antidepressant um set out twice a day um you know and that's had its pros and its cons so that's given me a few good days or a few good moments within days which is great um you know and really been able to help me concentrate you know that little bit more which is great and i've been able to spend a bit more time with the kids and playing with them it's also had its downside so when I've started taking medication, it makes me feel really sick, especially if I haven't eaten anything. Um, my head goes all a bit fuzzy and a bit funny. And and the sort of the biggest, strangest point for me is it's it's the voices. People talk about voices, and people have a, a perception of you know I've been hearing voices. I must be insane. I must be crazy. Um, but that's not really what, you know, I have had moments when I've thought that myself, but you've got to kind of step away from that. So, for me, it, it, you know, I'm, I've heard sort of voices before. Always, you know, you try to work out whether it's that inner voice, your inner thoughts, or, or whether it, it's something that's like, right, you know, that, that's like a physical person is there. And... A voice, oh, it's just me inside voice, and you know, it's me internal, you know, be talking to yourself if you like. Um, I'd have had a few moments this week where where I've scared myself because I've genuinely thought that either a someone's been in the house or someone's been right next to me, and you know, whether I'm 
hearing things and which essentially I am or I have been not as much today which is good because today's a I feel like today's a good day um but the scary the scary bit is when you're walking outside uh so, so I go across the road to pick my daughter up every day um three o'clock take her to school in the morning 28 29 um you know another day I went to go pick her up um and there's cars whipping up and out screen like they do and uh, these voices have more turned into a a whisper than anything else at the moment um so it's like somebody whispering in your ear now do the male the female some have accents some don't and the scary one for me was I, I was walking from school so i just dropped my daughter off from school i was coming back home the cars are whipping up and down the street and i could hear this it's what you saw hello and i'm looking around thinking oh, someone's no no it's not on there it's again there it was again hello are you there and it's a bit like right this is i need to get home and i need to recenter myself do my breathing so I'm walking and I'm starting to do this breathing technique and I get to the road and then just out of nowhere I heard this do it just jump in front of the car just do it it's quite scary um, someone's telling me to do these things and you get a bit on edge and I found myself it was just over and over again, it was just, do it. Just in front of the car. Go and do it. You're worthless, do it. Go and do it now. And just as the car's coming, I found myself taking a step. I found myself what, listening and giving in to this voice. And literally as I started taking his step off the side of the road, he screamed at me. No, don't do it, don't do it. And it really it shook me. Really shook me. I came home. And I just cried. Because I didn't know what to think of it. And it's really scary. Really scary. And you know, I'll be sat here sometimes. And you know, I'm sat at home. With or without TV on. And all of a sudden I hear this. Hello? And it's, a, it's a female voice. I'm sure I've heard it before, but I can't pinpoint where it's from. And then, an example, today I've had the home treatment team rounds, and I've just been talking for, a, you know, an hour. Just sat there talking about absolute rubbish. Watching TV, you know, films, books, movies wife's birthday, the kids and I'm sat there talking and I can just hear this she's looking at you she knows what you're thinking in a dead plain voice and then like a heavy breathing just like That's all I can hear. I can still hear her talking. I'm still inputting what she's saying. But now I'm thinking, 
Have I got a ghost? Is there a ghost in my house? Is someone trying to talk to me? Have I got a ghost? Is someone trying to say, Hello there. Top of the morning to you. How you doing? I don't know. Now, does it scare me? Yeah. It scares the living daylights out of me. Am I worried about it? Only to a certain extent. And I think the reason for that is because I, I feel like all this is being caused by the medication. An antidepressant changes chemicals in your brain. And obviously, I've not just started any one, I've come off another as well, so it is kind of difficult. But, you know, all in all, today, I feel okay. I'm alright. I might be on my own, but I'm keeping myself busy. Tomorrow might not be as good as today, but I know tomorrow right now, I know tomorrow's coming. And that, that's the important thing for me, that I know I've got a tomorrow. And if I could think that every day, if I can live in the now, and know that I've always got tomorrow, then that's that's important to me. So guys, you know we're going to wrap it up a bit there. You know we're nearly twenty minutes now for for the podcast, um, and I don't want to keep you too long, take you away from your, your everyday things. I just want to say that, like I said last time, it, you know if, if you're out there and you feel like you're struggling, talk to somebody. Doesn't matter who, even if, even if it if you reach out, if you reach out to me. I'm up pretty much most hours of the day anyway, so reach out to me, I'll always reply. Might not straight away if I've got the kids, but I'll always reply. And if you're really struggling, there is plenty of people you can talk to who are impartial. Samaritans, your local mental health team, just please speak to somebody. And remember, you're worth it. You're really, really worth it. And there will be a tomorrow. There will be a tomorrow. Till next time. Till next time, guys. Stay safe.